been transferred to personnel. Personnel? That's for assholes. People say I am the best boss. They go, God, we've never worked in a place like this before. You're hilarious. Ever since I started working, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. But every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. Wow, that's messed up. He's one of my favorite people. You know it. You know it because when it has to do with finding jobs and doing well in job interviews, this is the place to stop by. Greg Giagrandi is here. Is every day at work the worst day of your life? It's probably not that bad. But navigating the workplace isn't easy. That's why everyone wants advice on everyday career issues from how to ace an interview, ask for a raise or get promoted, to how to deal with bad bosses and crazy coworkers. But where do you go for answers? You can go to Google. But how do you make sense of a billion search results? You can go to books and blogs written by so-called experts, but what do they know? Most don't have experience in the day-to-day -day trenches of the workplace. You can phone a friend, but seriously, that's like the blind leading the blind. So then where do you go when you want the inside scoop and secret tips from a real expert? You go to Greg. greatest strengths as a manager. Why don't I tell you what my greatest weaknesses are? I work too hard, I care too much, and sometimes I can be too invested in my job. And your strengths? Well, my weaknesses are actually strengths. Hi friends, Greg here. I want to talk about the most important aspect of the job search. That's interviewing. Have you ever gone on a job interview and thought it went really well? only to get a polite, perfunctory rejection letter? Or worse, you were just ghosted by the company? Do you get nervous on job interviews or go on one after another without much success? Well, the truth is you're not alone. Those are commonly shared experiences by most job seekers. But just because it's common doesn't mean it has to be that way. Most people actually don't interview well and don't know it. They make the same mistakes over and over again without realizing it, and most times never knowing the real reason why they didn't get the job. And rarely is it because you committed some epic faux pas, like yelling at the receptionist, hey, hey, time check, uh, I've been waiting here 10 minutes, are we going to get rolling in this or what? <laughs> I've seen some crazy job interviews too, from both sides of the desk. I've had applicants burst out crying mid-sentence, and no, not because I was using CIA black site interrogation tactics. It was because her boyfriend broke up with her right before the interview, literally moments before. What a jerk! The cad, the louse, no rose for him. I gave her an opportunity to come back another time, but no, she wanted to power through, and I gave her lots of props for that. Or the guy who took a call and checked text messages during the interview. And another who was apparently so comfortable with me that he just started dropping F-bombs like we were bros having a beer. And then there was the time this fly was buzzing back and forth between the interviewer and the applicant, and both were trying to ignore it. After a while, the interviewer tried to swat it away, and the applicant broke into his best Jeff Goldblum impression, you know, from the fly, yelling, help me, help me. Oh, wait, that was me. And yeah, that really happened. 
I remember laughing so hard when I walked out saying to myself out loud, yeah, I'm not getting that job, which I didn't. And not because my impersonation wasn't good. Listen, I killed. It was great method acting. No, it was the interviewer's reaction. Instead of laughing like a normal human being would, she looked at me like I was the fly, like she wanted to swap me out of her office. The truth is, most job interviews don't have such theatrics. No, most interviews follow a fairly prescriptive routine. You show up, wait a few minutes, greet your interviewer, exchange some pleasantries, then answer some questions about what you've done, why you want this job, what are your greatest accomplishments, weaknesses, etc. Then the interviewer asks if you have some questions, and you ask one or two. Shake hands, and 30 to 45 minutes after it all started, you're done. And then you wait for a response. Wash, rinse, repeat. You're part of the endless cycle of interviews, the seventh applicant that day, the 30th that week, the 90th that month, the 700th that year. If you're like most applicants, the most common reason why you didn't get the job, wait for it, you were forgettable, boring even, a bad storyteller feeding the interviewer the same hackneyed responses that thousands of candidates before and after you did. I'm a people person. I'm a perfectionist. I'm smart, self-motivated, and conscientious. And you're also a walking thesaurus. Those kinds of cliches make interviewers glaze over and daydream mid-interview about their next vacation or what they're going to have for dinner that night. The sound of your voice merely a background murmur. Only when you stop talking do you come back into focus and the interviewer hopes you didn't notice that they were in some other happy place for the past few minutes. I know, it happens to me all the time. So what's the secret to avoiding inducing that semi-conscious coma in your interviewer and actually standing out? Well, that's what today's program is about. The top tips to take the stress away, help you prepare better, represent yourself better, and give you a competitive edge. The secret to a great interview is really simple. So simple, in fact, that you can officially stop scanning blog posts about how to interview like a boss, top tricks to impress an interviewer, 101 ways to get hired, succeed, and find eternal happiness. Why do they always add the one? Ever notice that? 101, 1001? I've always wondered that. See, every interview question you will be asked falls into one of only four categories. That's it. Four categories of questions. Know these categories identify what category the question falls into, and you'll know how to answer any question that comes at you. I'm not going to tell you the obvious interview etiquette techniques like dress properly, be on time, bring a resume, be kind to the receptionist. You know all that, right? Like, you know, for example, the receptionist is checking you out and giving the 411 on you to the interviewer before and after your interview. Wait, you did know that right? The receptionist is our eyes and ears, tuned into how you act and present from the moment you walk through the door. We all know first impressions are important, and the first five minutes of the job interview are no different. 
the clock starts ticking the moment you walk through the door. Interviewers form their strong impression of you and whether or not you're a fit for the company and the job within the first five minutes of talking to you. That's the truth. So if you make a bad first impression, then the remainder of the interview is an uphill battle trying to recover and changing their mind. And you aren't even aware. However, if you start off strong, human nature leads us to have a bias towards looking for qualities and reasons to support our first impressions. Like, have you ever been on a blind date? You've got an impression of the person by talking on the phone or email and their social media profile, but there's nothing like that first in-person meeting. It's human nature, and it's always either positive or negative. It's the same with interviewing. Employers cycle through so many ho-hum applicants that when they meet the one who stands out as possibly the one, they get just as excited about you and wanting it to work out as much as you may be excited about the job. So yes, dress properly, show up on time, bring your resume, make eye contact, smile, don't be a jerk. Now that we've gotten the Captain Obvious etiquette out of the way, let's move on to what really matters. What I want to discuss today, how you answer questions and deal with different interview types. If you believe what you read, there are anywhere from 101 to 1,001 interview questions. Again, why the one? Actually, there are an infinite number of questions. So how can you possibly prepare answers to every conceivable question? The answer is you can't. But that's one of the biggest mistakes people make. They prepare for an interview like they are studying for an exam. You rehearse answers to different questions, and what's the result? You sound rehearsed. And worse, you sound like you rehearsed the same cliched answers as everyone else who read those blogs and books about the 101 or 1001 interview questions. So guess what? You sound like everyone else. Here's what you need to know. Every single imaginable interview question, no matter how it is asked, falls into one of only four categories. Every interviewer wants to learn four basic things. What do you know about the industry, the company, the job, and finally, you? What makes you, you? Who are you? What do you like? What have you done? What would it be like to work with you? How would you fit in? That's it. If you can prepare to talk, again, not rehearse, talk conversationally about those four topics, you can answer any interview question and deal with any interviewer's style because that's the purpose of every interview. It's what every interviewer wants to know. Think about it. Instead of trying to prepare answers to as many questions as possible and hoping they are on the test, you only have to be ready to talk about those four categories. And if you can't answer those four basic questions, then you aren't getting hired and you shouldn't. So prepare accordingly. Those are the things you should be able to discuss fluently, passionately, and conversationally. So let's go over them. The first one, industry. Do your research, folks. 
What's the competitive landscape? What's the biggest challenge in the industry? What are the innovations that are going on in the, in the industry? What's the big news? Is your industry going through massive transformation? Here's a hint. Most industries are going through some change. Google News and Google Alerts are great for this. The second topic, the company. Are you up to speed on the latest company news? Most corporate websites have a page about recent news and a page for recent press releases. Review, read all of the press releases, along with the corporate mission statement, investigate the executive leadership team, take note of how the company positions itself. Is it a public company? Public companies are required to file many documents. Take a look at all the public filings if relevant. Learn as much as you can about the company. Third, the job. The job description has everything you need to prep. The role, the responsibilities, the level, and the skills they are looking for. Based on that, you should prepare your response to why you are good for that job with specific examples, not thesaurus words, examples from your own experiences and accomplishments, what you've done that make you really qualified for that job. Whether the question relates to the industry, company, or job, it is important that you speak knowledgeably and passionately about each. No company wants to hire someone who comes across as just wanting or needing a job. They want to hire someone who wants to work for them and can articulate why. Again, let's go back to dating. You don't go on a date with someone just for the meal. Well, you might, but you wouldn't tell the person that. Think about it. People want to feel special, and it's no different with employers. They want people who want to work for them. Same goes for the industry and the job for which you are applying. Companies want to hire people who have done the research and know what they want and why and can tell that story with authentic passion. If you can't tell that story, and with some feeling, you aren't getting hired. And it's probably because you aren't a good fit. As for the all-important fourth category, and this is the most critical, the you questions. What's your greatest strength? Weakness. Tell me about your last job. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about a time when. What did you learn? What did you like? What didn't you like? What have you accomplished? What three traits define you? What would others say about you? Blah, blah, blah. The questions are endless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they ask the question. Here's what you need to remember. All they are trying to do is get a peek inside to who you really are, how you think and act, what it would be like to work with you. How would you fit in? What would make you a great colleague? So this is your time to tell the story of you. It's the only thing unique about you as a candidate. That is your differentiator. So you need to tell your story with specific examples that demonstrate who you are, what you're like, how you think, what you've done, how and why. This is not the time to be modest, nor pompous, just confident about you. Here's an important tip. Just because they ask a question a certain way doesn't mean you have to answer it that way. I mean, really. Can anyone say what three traits most define them? Of course not. So instead of listing three traits, use the opportunity to talk about some of the qualities that are important to you and give examples of when and how you demonstrated those qualities. 
If you are asked what is your greatest weakness, for example, are you going to admit some deal-breaking character flaw like, wow, I really smoke too much weed, man? <laughs> no, of course not, right? You could play it totally safe and say what 90% of people say when asked that question, some version of, I'm a perfectionist and too hard on myself, which is just total bullshit and everyone knows it. And it doesn't advance your cause. You've just lost an opportunity to differentiate yourself. Instead, given how rapidly business and technology are changing, use the opportunity to talk about how learning and developing is a never-ending process. Talk about the new skills you'd like to acquire or existing ones that you want to develop further. See, it's not really a weakness. It's just part of an ongoing development program. And you're doing that to stay competitive, marketable, and help the company succeed. That's a great answer to that question. Humor is good, too, if it comes naturally. Whenever I've been asked that stupid weakness question, I deadpan something like, my greatest weakness is Linzer tarts. Oh my God, I really do love a good Linzer tart. Now that should get at least a smile out of most people. And if it doesn't, well, that's a data point to file away about the person you're interviewing with because it may reveal some insight about them. You might even get away with not having to answer the question if they really laugh it off and go on to something else. But if they probe further, you can give one of the responses like I mentioned earlier. The point is, you don't have to answer the questions the way they are asked literally. Any question about most or least or top three, you should turn into an opportunity to tell your story the way you want to tell it and demonstrate that you are far more nuanced a human being than being reduced and confined to three traits, the most or least of anything. Let's try another. How would you answer the question, are you a leader or a follower? It's a closed question giving you two choices, one or the other. Which one is the right answer? Most people think the obvious right answer is to say leader. No one wants to be thought of as a follower, right? So if you answer leader, how can you go wrong with that? Well, that's what everyone does. But the reality is, at work, sometimes you have to lead, and sometimes what's needed is to let someone else lead and you follow their lead, right? So instead of picking one or the other and giving a one-word response to a closed question, do what the best politicians do. Turn the question around and make it about you and give a thoughtful answer. How about something like, some situations call for someone to step up and lead, which I am comfortable doing. Let me give you some examples of when I've done that. And some situations call for joining a team where someone else has the lead. And what's needed is for me to be a great follower. I can do that too. And let me give you some examples of when I've done that. Come on. You're a little impressed with that response, right? And a little surprised that you've got latitude to direct the conversation despite how the question is asked. Let's try another. What three traits best describe you? If you like most applicants, you will sit there sweating, trying to come up with the perfect three adjectives. Honest, dependable, conscientious. Yeah, and don't forget, boring, and missing the point. Remember, every question is an opportunity for you to control the narrative, the way that best differentiates you regardless of how the question is asked. So instead of rattling off three, be bold, pick four or two, 
or don't pick any. Just tell a story explaining that your philosophy of human nature is such that people are complex and ever-evolving, and different situations call for different qualities. And then feel free to drop the mic and walk out. That'll really get their attention. Here's another tip. Always stay positive, or at least constructive, about experiences or jobs that perhaps didn't work out. No one wants to work with a whiner or a complainer. Even the most difficult situations are learning experiences. Talk about them in that kind of constructive way. Let's try this one. Why did you leave your last job? Or tell me about a boss or job that you didn't like. You can't imagine how many people take the invitation to lash out. Really? It's not only bad form. You don't know who this person knows or how they might view the situation. Your last boss could be their best friend. Don't take the bait and be negative. It's a trap. It could also give the impression that if the going gets tough at any point, and in every job, in every company, there are going to be periods of adversity, you might not be able to handle it and look to leave. A refreshingly honest and, trust me, atypical response would be something like, not every job, boss, or situation is going to be ideal. So rather than complain, I treat everything as a learning experience. You should give an example or two of different situations or work styles that may not be your preference, but remember, without trashing the place or the individual, and talk about what you learned from it and how you were successful in that situation. And if I haven't made the point strongly enough, I'll say it again. The interview is not a Q&A test. There isn't a score sheet with right and wrong answers. It's a two-way conversation centered around those four categories. Industry, company, job, and you. It's two people getting to know each other a little better. Use every question to tell the story you want to tell the way you want to tell it, not necessarily the way the question is being asked, or the questions that aren't asked. And you're trying to figure out if you want to work there as much as they're trying to figure out if they want to hire you. So pay attention to your gut, the vibe you were getting when you were there, from the atmosphere, the people you meet, the way others are walking, talking, and interacting. Take it all in. If you follow this technique, one, thinking about any interview question being about one of only four categories, industry, company, job, and you. Two, if you stay positive in your responses. And three, you redirect questions to tell your story. You're going to like the way you interview. I guarantee it. <laughs> Seriously, I can't guarantee a job, but I can guarantee you're not only going to have less anxiety, you're going to interview better than most other people. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you want more career advice, you can follow me on Twitter at Greg Giangrande or my career advice column every Monday in the New York Post, which is available in print or online at nypost.com. Until next time, friends, good luck out there.